Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidil mursalin ve ala alihi ve sahabeti ecma'in. Subhaneke la ilmenena illa ma'allamtena inneke entel alimul hakim. Subhaneke la fahmenena illa ma'fahamtena inneke entel cevarul karim. Ve Rabbi zilli ilma. Allah bin i'udhu bin hamazati şşatin ve a'udhu bika Rabbi ayyahlurun. Allah'ım So before we commence on our commentary of the Holy Quran and our journey to try and understand the meanings thereof, we'd like to start with this initial module about the need of revelation. So the human being has a need for knowledge, he has a need for guidance. Man finds himself in this universe, he looks around at the creations and he perceives purpose for everything or at least he perceives that there is a purpose for everything. He may not understand the purpose for everything, but for much that he sees, he does understand its purpose. He he sees a house as a place for living, he sees a car, he sees a, a horse or a camel as a means of transport, etc., However, when he ponders over his own purpose, he finds it very perplexing. Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? So one may suppose what one likes. However, the actual purpose of creation is known only by the Creator himself. So man needs guidance and knowledge to answer key life questions. And those key life questions basically can be placed into two general categories. Category one is to achieve success in the life of this world that he knows and that he sees. And in that he has three basic dimensions where he seeks success. Number one, physically and materially. To utilize his own physical being in the best possible manner, at the same time utilizing materials that he finds at his disposal in this world for his physical advantage. Number two, he finds himself a social being. He finds himself surrounding with society and other human beings like himself, and he has to deal with them, he has to interact with them, this is going to require a certain amount of social conduct that's going to require ethics, it's going to require morals, certain rules and regulations for correct social conduct and interaction. Thirdly, he also senses that he has a spiritual dimension. He sees glimpses, he gets indications of a spiritual realm, a universe that's unseen to him, unknown to him. And he needs to have guidance and knowledge of this dimension as well. Now, the second area of guidance that the human being needs is pertaining to the life that is after death. So the physical existence is all dealing with the life of this world up until the point of death, and then more significantly and more critically, uh, the guidance and knowledge that he requires to understand the life of the next world, which is eternal. So what is in that next world? What's the nature of that next world? What's over there? What are the rules, the principles? What's the system there? How do we succeed there? How do we save ourselves from failure over there? So, the paths to knowledge and understanding guidance are basically five. Uh, Ulama have 
explain this in various ways and with various uh, um, uh, divisions. Uh, however, I think this uh, bifurcation will serve our purposes here. Uh, and this has been mentioned by some of our ancestors, some of our former ulama. So they mentioned that, number one, we have human nature, fitrah. So by human nature, there's a certain amount of guidance and knowledge that we have inherent within our being that Allah has placed within our, our own human nature. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alludes to this in various uh, areas of the Holy Quran. Uh, in the saying of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, قَالَ رَبُّنَ الَّذِي أَعْطَى كُلْدَ شَيْءٍ خَلْقَهُ ثُمَّ هَدَى That when asked by Fir'aun that, who is your Lord? So Musa alayhi salam replied something basically like this, that our Lord is the one who has given everything, its physical existence, its khalq, its basic physical existence, its shape, its physical uh, uh, manifestation, and thereafter, thumahada, and thereafter it has guided it, it has placed within its nature uh, some some sort of understanding towards basic things that it needs for survival, to exist, to succeed, you know, in its in its uh, uh, in its life in the world. So, particularly in terms of survival, we find that you know the human being and other animals and plants even, even small, you know, uh, microscopic creatures, they seem to have an, an intrinsic knowledge or an intrinsic understanding of what, you know, is necessary for their survival. So nobody taught them that. Nobody, uh, they didn't study that somewhere or learn it from some external source. It's it's within their nature. This is human nature or it's within the nature of, of, of things which Allah subhanahu has created. So, Human nature itself is a means of a, of a, albeit limited, uh, uh, extent of guidance in certain areas. And secondly, a pathway for guidance are the senses themselves. The five senses, as we call in the Arabic language, the ahwas, sight, hearing, touch, taste, and smell we can to a certain extent uh, be guided and we are uh, be guided and we come to understand certain things through these senses. Uh, quite limited, albeit, but there is, of course, uh, acquisition of a certain amount of knowledge and a certain amount of guidance that we acquire through our senses. And then above that, we have our intelligence, aql. And obviously, through intelligence, we are able to ascertain quite a lot. We're able to figure out a lot of things which... Um, perhaps were not previously known and uh, through this intelligence we acquire uh, a certain amount of knowledge and uh, through that knowledge we acquire a certain amount of guidance uh, again uh, it will be limited to the extent of human intelligence the limitations of human intelligence and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually alludes to this uh, this aql, this intelligence uh, in many places in the Holy Quran, and we'll elucidate on that, inshallah ta'ala, in those particular areas. Uh, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِأُولِ In that, in various situations, in various um, happenings, or various things that took place, or certain things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
points us towards, that we're supposed to ponder and reflect. Through our intelligence, there should be signs of Allah's qudrat, his wisdom, his ni'mat. And through the medium of intelligence, we're able to understand that. Uh, so we find that ulul al-bab, you know, the people of intelligence, the people of lub, you know, the people of, of understanding and intelligence. This is alluded to in many uh, areas of the Holy Quran, which we'll be seeing, inshallah. So these three areas or these three pathways towards guidance and, intel- and uh, knowledge, they are actually present with the human being himself. They're intrinsically uh, part and parcel uh, of the human being himself. Uh, his own fitrat, his senses, his intelligence. However, there are all of these dimensions and all of these faculties are quite are quite limited and they are not perfect and they are not complete and comprehensive in their scope. So he needs some external sources as well. So we come to the fourth area of guidance and knowledge, and that would be the the guidance which is acquired through external instruction or advice, uh, what we call in the Arabic language, irshad, hidayatul irshad. And instruction and advice, it could be from two basic sources. One, it could be instruction or advice, which is based on the three uh, former dimensions of knowledge which we mentioned, which other human beings have. Perhaps they have more than we have, and so they may advise us and instruct us in areas that they have more knowledge than we do. However, that is not going to be perfect, and it's not going to be all comprehensive. So there needs to be an instruction or advice which is based on an unlimited and perfect and all comprehensive source, which is obviously coming from the unseen, it's coming from the un, from the unseen world, unknown to man, and moreover, that is the knowledge and advice and instruction which comes from the creator of this universe, the creator of man and the creator of all that he has created for man and all that there is in this universe. So, we will require that instruction and that advice not only in terms of the second category of of the area where we need knowledge and advice, the area of the unseen world of the next world, but in this very world itself. Uh, for example, our physical and material existence, we want to succeed to the max, and although we are able to ascertain to some extent uh, how to benefit from that material world through our particular faculties that we have with us, be it uh, our senses or our intelligence or our own basic nature, but we still are in need of a more comprehensive, a more perfect and complete guidance and instruction how to maximize our benefit uh, in the utilization of this physical realm. And obviously... That requires also advice from the one who created it. He and he alone has perfect and totally comprehensive and uh, unfaulty uh, information regarding all things. So we're in need of that in our physical existence. We're in need of that guidance in our social conduct as well. 
Although we, with our own our own human faculties, were able to ascertain to some extent what may be useful for social interactions, what may be detrimental, but it's not going to be complete. It's not going to be perfect because we as human beings are not complete and we're not perfect. We need complete, we need perfect guidance and knowledge in this realm as well. And that obviously is going to come only from the one who has created human beings and created the human social construct and knows best what's going to benefit that 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 kind of, or it's going to be beneficial conduct, what's going to enhance and make those relationships beneficial and more fruitful, and what's going to be detrimental and so what's going to uh, to 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 be uh, to that would destroy those uh, those relationships or would be detrimental to those social relationships. So we need that guidance as well, the guidance of the Creator in these realms as well. And obviously, spiritually, the spiritual dimension of the human being, his fitrat, his his uh, senses, his intelligence, are not going to help him much in this realm at all. As I mentioned, he senses there's a spiritual dimension. He, he perceives that there is a spiritual dimension. But what is it? How to connect with it? How to develop it? How to nurture it? How to perfect it? Uh, his three senses or his three faculties that I've mentioned are not going to help him in this regard. He is totally dependent upon the one who has created his soul, who has created the spirit, who has created the spiritual existence to inform him and instruct him how to maximize this dimension as well. And obviously, in terms of the life of the hereafter, which is a totally, which is totally unseen, which is totally unknown, a realm which is totally uncharted waters, uh, we are totally dependent upon that external advice and instruction from the creator of this universe. So the fourth pathway of guidance is the external advice and instruction that we receive from the other. And here we're going to be looking at the most important form of of instruction and advice which comes directly from Rabbil Alameen, our creator and the creator of the entire universe that we live in. Now, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been sending his prophets, he has been sending his books and his revelation with these instructions and this advice to the human being, there is another uh, aspect of guidance or another pathway of guidance which is critical for uh, the other pathways of guidance to actually benefit the human being. And that is a guidance which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has within his capacity. Even prophets do not have this ability, and that is the guidance of enlightening the heart and opening of the heart and the mind towards acceptance of truth, of message, of advice, of instruction. Whereas the Prophet wasallam, as all the Prophets wasallam, uh, would advise and would instruct, they had what we call the uh, Hidayat of instruction or the Hidayat of Irshad. But they did not possess the ability to enlighten the hearts, to open the hearts, to grant a tawfiq of understanding and and implementation of that guidance and instruction. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that Nabi Islam guides to the to the correct path. When Nakalatahdi ila Sirat Mustaqim. Uh, verily you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you guide towards a straight path. On the other hand, he also mentions that you are not capable of guiding anyone. You cannot guide whom you like. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it, it is he who guides whom he likes. And the guidance which is inferred here is that guidance of opening the minds and the hearts, of enlightening the minds and the hearts, giving the tawfiq of ability to understand the advice and the instructions that are proposed externally and the tawfiq to implement and act upon those. So that's why before we embark also, uh, after mentioning those uh, various ways of guidance and uh, the type of knowledge which is available to mankind, it should be very clear to us why the particular type of knowledge, the knowledge of revelation, the guidance of relation, is the most fundamental basic need of the human being. And we're going to be talking about this in more detail and uh, from a more critical nature when we talk about uh, uh, this very topic in Surah Al-Fatiha in our next module, inshallah. So, as I've mentioned uh, earlier, those four pathways of acquisition of knowledge, um, they all are dependent upon the fifth, the fifth branch of knowledge or the fifth pathway of knowledge, and that is that special tawfiq, that special enlightenment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we say, tanwir al-qalb al-sharh al-sadr, which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives and which we have to actually ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for and we have to prepare ourselves to be uh, uh, be able to receive that guidance. We have to be eligible for that guidance. We have to be, uh, we have to uh, uh, prepare ourselves. We have to be, as it were, eligible for that guidance, you know, be ahl as it is, as it, as, as it were. And for that, we need to uh, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to clear our minds and our hearts from the darkness of sins, from the darkness of innovation, from the darkness of arrogance and all of the spiritual maladies which hinder or prevent that type of illumination, that, that sharh sadr that opening and illumination of the heart and mind. So we continuously and constantly have to be seeking the purification of our minds and our hearts. We have to be continuously seeking uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's special assistance and his special tawfiq which only he has uh, to save us from the shar of ourselves, the evil of ourselves and protect us uh, from ourselves and from the onslaught of shaitan and nafs and give us the tawfiq to discontinue a sinful life and move towards a life of obedience, a life of ubudiyah and give us tawfiq for that and thereby becoming uh, ahal as it were to become uh, uh, become uh, eligible uh, to receive that special guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me tawfiq and all of us that tawfiq to really with sincerity and humility 
and with the sense of need and, and destitution towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are the fuqara, we are poverty stricken in all senses and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the rich and the possessor of all goodness and we are in, in severe need of that goodness from him and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to acquire those qualities which would make us recipients, which would qualify us uh, to be the recipients of that divine guidance and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and all of you tawfiq wa akhira da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh